You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. It is one of the coolest UK podcasts. I'm Chris, not Craig this week. He's uh, phoned in sick, but I'm joined with Greg and John. How are you guys? All right. Aye, not to worry about any of you, but Craig's got Ebola. Just... <laughs> Sorry, I've not had any physical worry, contact him, despite what uh, rumours go about with this podcast. <laughs> uh, in case anybody's wondering, uh, the S Football Forum's Twitter account was added to the coolest UK podcast list by New Media Europe last week, which is why I added that wee bit into the the intro, I'm not sure. That means sure, but... surely some mistake there, huh? It's got to be. Well, I can only assume it happened because they heard the podcast I hosted last time. That's what it is. That's been the only change really recently. So. I think so, aye. So, uh, what, I'm a... what do I have up to the night then? Folk will be looking for podcasts podcast to be like Carl Pilkington and then they'll be listening to us for a bit of banter. <sighs> Who wants to listen to Pilkington? <laughs> Who wants to listen to us? About three, about three people. Aye. And that. That's including ourselves. <laughs> uh, before, can you go listen? Aye. Alright, well, we've got a lot to get through tonight because uh, there's been there's another international game since the last time we, we were on a podcast. We've uh, great news for charity bet of the weekend there. And we'll get to talk about the uh, Premiership Roundup and maybe we'll talk about uh, some other games that are coming up uh, before we talk about the predictions and get to next week's charity bet. So we'll go back and start with the Tuesday night's game last week. It's uh, Scotland's visit to Poland. Did any guys see the game? No, I was away in the Lake District and none of the pubs were showing it. It's crap. In the Lake District? Aye. We were doing a bit of rambling. Aye, well, there's a few rambling going on after a few beers, aye. Aye, no, I watched that. I saw the whole, saw the full 90 minutes. Thought we were uh, one of these, wasn't it? I, I kind of would have taken a point before the game, but having watched the full ninety, you can't help but feel a wee bit disappointed. We couldn't, we couldn't uh, see out the win in the end. But um, again, it's, it's, it's a decent point in the road. That's that. I mean, I've, I've, there's a lot of people worrying about the, the fact Germany have dropped points to our two rivals. But uh, I, I looked at the the kind of what we do need to get through this group. And if we can take six points for Gibraltar and six points for Georgia, and then ideally get four points off Poland and Republic of Ireland, that's 20 points. This is no matter when you get off Germany. To get 20 points and no qualify would be remarkable. Definitely. Definitely. So I think, as we said before, it's all about progress. And again, watching that the other night, it's kicking on for some of the other performances we've seen over the last year or so, because we, we went there and we, we certainly didn't look at our depth. And, even though there's one or two setbacks, we still we made a we made a good fist of it as well. So um, again, it's just it's more positives, so, more positives in the international front. It's a feel good factor, isn't it? Like I came back when I did come back from from away. Can I don't usually get a paper, but I think I was waiting for. I think I was in the Chinese or something like that, and they had a paper. And I was looking at it. It's about eight eight ten pages, and they're all talking about how great Scotland were and how well they played. It's changed days. Well, that's that. It's, it's the last few campaigns. It's, it's, I'm not going to, Sorry, it's, it's not as if it's just the, the results we're getting. We're actually playing some nice stuff. Yes, that's the difference. So you're you're, you're sitting watching Scotland games. Where a couple of years ago under Levine, you were looking through your, your fingers at, the, at what was happening. Now you're actually sitting down to enjoy the game. I mean, that's the thing. You're just going by. We would go. We'd go to these places. And we would maybe grind out a draw. You know, we would pull off the odd um, 
a flicky result, but you always you always kind of felt it was against the run of play. Whereas right. the last couple of games when you're watching you're watching the team playing, there's there's definitely a confidence about them, and they just seem to be knocking the ball a lot, um, a lot more comfortably about than they were under previous managers. I don't know whether it's just like you guys are saying, maybe it's a confidence thing, maybe it's a feel-good thing, maybe the pressure's off a bit by the manager, but it finally looks as though you've got football players in the side that are willing to go and play a bit of football, which is, it's, it's real change days, international setup. I think one th- probably one thing as well, see, I mean, when Levine took over straight away, he never really had any faith in the players. I think Strachan's basically saying, look, OK, we're not the best team in the world, but we have got good players. Like, let's go out and... But no, it's not as if... He likes a Poland... Georgia, Ireland, and that—they're no great teams. They're no great. They're teams that we should be thinking. Right, we can go we and we can win this game against them. Mm-hmm. Definitely be right? competing against them. There's no need to go back good and scared with our home order away. Even Germany, we were good against Germany. At one point, we had a crisp spell where it looked like even we could have snatched a draw. Um, so I think hopefully we'll be all going to France. Hopefully, I think the the, the one concern is probably the the silly goals we've been losing because like the two goals that Poland got. Hutton fell asleep for both of them. Uh, and it's, 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 it was so one-footed for the first goal, it was just ridiculous. And if I remember rightly, he was uh, he was at fault for one of the goals that Germany got as well. So, we've conceded, what, four goals in this tournament? Three of them has been him. Uh, he's, he's, he's not really covering himself in glory at the moment, especially for that first goal there. I mean, I, I, don't, know what's, I don't know what's going through his head there, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond even just a heavy touch. You know, he's knocked it fully 15 yards out of the... If he's fit to be, but to be fair to the uh, the Polish boy, it was a it was a tidy finish as well. But I mean, I, I, what I really liked was the fact that even though we lost, even though we went one down, and it was a really sloppy goal to, to lose. We never looked as though the heads went down, and then to to get such a good equaliser as the one we got, mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that speaks volumes about the, the attitude and that in the side just now. A really a really good equaliser. Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic. I mean, there was a cracking ball from uh, Fletcher in the first place out to Anya. Anya's first touch was sublime. Got it under control, and I think everybody was expecting him to either have a shot or, at the very least, try and fizz it into the six-yard box or somebody to chase in. But the cut back to Maloney was exactly what was needed. And Maloney did—I don't think Maloney even connected with it properly. Yeah. He kind of scuffed it into the net. But it, 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 it was the fact that Anya had cut it back; it just seemed to catch everybody out by surprise. And... Uh, it's, it's like you're saying, it's like, pro, it's like watching proper football for a change, yeah. as opposed to maybe a few years ago where you're right, somebody would either a belted it across the six-yard box or try to float one, and they're actually getting their heads up and they're looking for somebody, and I, think the, I th- just think the movement's a whole lot better as well, if you look like guys like Naismith as well and Fletcher, and they're passing the ball and then you can see them, they're immediately on the move and looking for it back, Anya as well, you know, he's always in the move and always looking for the ball, which I think makes it ten times easier to play on that, that side as well, if you're, you're playing alongside guys that are are mobile and are, 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 are obviously keen to be keen to be accepting the ball and looking for it. They're not hiding. They want to get on the ball and they want to make things happen. I think as well the players want to play for Strachan. You, you yeah. don't see folk. You don't really see folk pulling out the squads unless it's. I really kind of they really need to. That's a big difference as well. Players actually want to play for him. Plus, there's a wee bit of competition as well on the side. You think if I don't play that well, I'll get dropped. Whereas previously, you could get away with maybe having no so no so good a game. You'd probably still play. Aye, there was, there was this, there was this always this idea that there were certain players that were going to play, um, regardless of regardless of club form or anything else. And I think as well he's got a reasonable depth of squad as well. I mean, you don't, I mean, there's not there's a massive amount of players to choose from, but even if you looked at the bench the other night, it's still a reasonable a reasonable level of player that are, that are, that are sitting in the bench. And then you get young guys like Stevie May as well, who you would hope is going to is going to come through and burst onto the 
onto the uh, the first team squad at some point as well. So I mean, it does. It's, it, it kind of looks pretty good for the for the future. And again, regardless of what happens in this campaign, I mean, obviously everybody wants them to qualify. And like you know, Chris is saying, going going to a decent points tally that at least gives ourselves a, a good shout at qualifying. Whether it happens or not is a, a, a different thing. But again, it's all about progress and it's all about confidence. So hopefully, hopefully, get into the um, get into the games next month. We can keep it going. Yeah, because that's the that's the next key is we're home to Ireland. So if, yeah. if we're looking at the the twenty points I was talking about earlier, we nearly need to be winning that game. Uh, it's a big one. Yep. I mean the, the England friendly a few days later will be a bit of fun, and I'm sure the the, the rivalry will be as strong as ever. But ultimately, it's a friendly. The big game is Ireland game. Aye, definitely. Uh, hopefully that'll be a. I don't know what the what the story is with, with tickets and stuff. Or I don't think it's sold out, but hopefully they'll go. No. Is it still tickets oh, available? Oh, aye, there's loads of tickets available because of the prices. Ah, a yes. pay. It's a pay. Uh, they've, they've, they've shot themselves in the foot, exactly. Aye. 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 The guess <laughs> they're just uh, ridiculous for mouth. us. But yeah, the, the, the crowd will be what it'll be, but it's it's not going to be as good as it should be. It's a shame because, I mean, it's, it's a 60,000 stadium that's going to be... I'm fairly sure the Irish will be putting a, a, a hefty crowd in there because half of them know the way to go there in the first place. Uh, there's a, the added bonus of I was something I seen on Twitter this morning about has it ever happened that the two club uh, managers or two managers of the same club have met each other on international duty and uh, the added that. bonus of that game taking place within the stadium they were both managers. There's <laughs> <laughs> a familiarity about the whole thing. It's going, to, it's going to be a very serial day when I turn up now, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be turning up in blue, cheering the team in blue to beat the team at Celtic Park. <laughs> and just to, just to finish it off, I'm at the wrong end of the stadium for where I use myself. So. <laughs> and you said as well, the, correct, the, the flags, they don't need to change the flags. Yeah, there's a Sultan and a trickler up there already. So that's uh, that's to come for next month, but uh, we'll move on to the weekend's action because uh, we'll start off with the, uh, the, the the well the bad news and the good news for the charity bet. The bad news was that uh, Paul McManus didn't get any goals for Aberdeen, so we didn't win in the first goal scorer. However, thanks to uh, the the late Dundee United penalty, both part uh, both Inverness and Dundee United were winners, so we won uh, about thirty nine pounds on the, the the charity bet for this week, which takes our total up to a nice one hundred and sixty seven for the season. So that was a good bit of news. Yeah, that's a good start. This was about a quarter of the way through the season, so if we can... Aye, we're on to about, about 10 games or something in the week. Aye, aye, aye. Keep doing the same thing, that'll be a tidy total by end of the, aye, end of the season. Aye, we're going to double that this week, aren't we? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we spoke about it offline, the, offline but we'll, we'll come on to that later on when we do the predictions, I think. Uh, so we'll just move on to the, the, the Premiership Roundup, I think, because... We'll start off with a Friday night game, uh, John. <laughs> oh, do we have to? I think we probably uh, should, yeah. As, uh, Hamilton, uh, top of the league, and we're four I, points clear after the game. I don't know uh, if either of you watched it yourself at all, but straight away, as soon as I seen the team sheet, I was thinking, what's happening here? Again, Paul at both in the bench, Ryan Jack playing right midfield, which he's not suited to. And then even after that, we started, we've always been playing recently. If Considine's playing, he's at left back, Reynolds at centre back. Reynolds was playing left back, Considine at centre back, and uh, we just we we, we didn't play terribly. We actually probably in terms of chances, both teams had the kind of same amount of chances. Hamilton obviously kind of went a goal up. Good Willie and Rooney both had one on ones. Yeah, that that was about the stock. That in my mind was after Hamilton had went one 0 up. There was those two chances came in a couple of minutes each other, and aye. it wasn't so much that the keeper saved them; it's more the ball was hit at the keeper. 
Aye, it was. Aye, the keeper didn't really have to work for it. I mean, if one of them goes in, I think different game. Yeah. Because uh, we did, we had, a, we had a good spell last twenty minutes. Of the first half, I thought, aye, we'll get back into this, and then just, I mean, the boy, the boy we've signed in the summer, Taylor. I know it's the early days, and he's maybe just still settling in, but for a big guy, he's in the size. Si- si- I mean, for the size of him, he's a he's he's a fairly big lad, but he just looks. He doesn't look that strong in the ball. No. Um, and I think I mean a lot of the goals this season. I think maybe been kind of down to him, but I, I couldn't understand the whole Considine and Reynolds thing, switching them about. That didn't work out. And as I say, Ryan Jack, Ryan Jack's one of our best players this year, playing centre midfield. See when we've got the, the three Jack Flood and Robson all in the team, we lack a bit, we lack pace in midfield. Um, in terms of that as well, and Hamilton, one of their main strengths is they kind of how quick they are in the counter attack. Yeah. In terms of with Crawford and Andrew, uh, the, the two of them were kind of causing trouble certainly. And then we, we probably never we changed it at half time. McGinn kind of came on as kind of middle of the second half, made a kind of had a couple of efforts, free kicks and stuff like that, but. Just, I think we showed Hamilton too much respect with the team lineup we, we, we kind of put out in terms of that. That didn't help. So straight away we were saying, well, we're allowing Hamilton to like have play their game against us. Whereas I think we're a good enough side. We should be going right. We'll play. Our, this is our system. You, you beat us, not the other way around. In terms of that, it's a thing that's working in Hamilton's favour just now because they've had this this great start to the season and get the points on the board early. It's taking the pressure right off them now. Mm-hmm. So they're a side that are just playing the confidence. They don't give a monkey's if they get beat because everybody was expecting them to be the putting boys of the league and probably get straight back down and the exact opposite's happened to they're sitting rightly at the top of the table and I think that's just allowing these young guys just to get and play football get and play their system they don't I think they really care who's, who's, who they're playing against or how they're setting up there's just this belief that they can get and play football if they get beat they get beat but as it's happened for them so far this season they've managed to I mean that's another that's another cracking victory on Friday night off the off the back of what they did at Celtic Park, you know. I mean, it's that's a, a okay. The, the, the scoreline maybe flatters them a tad, but I mean, I think a lot of people would have been looking at that game on Friday and saying, well, maybe this is where we'll find it whether uh, whether Hamilton are really are serious about um, you know prolonging this or whether they've just got lucky. Aye. I mean, they've answered it emphatically with another batter and the top of the heels a thumping model a few weeks ago. It's it's, it's a really good one for them. Well, that's, I mean, that's 10 games I've played then. I've got 23 points, which is apparently is the, the best start from a team that's just come up in, in the history of the Scottish League. But, uh, I mean, if you, if you look back at last season, discount Hearts because they actually got, they, they, they generated like 36 points last season. 37 points, maybe? 38? 38, sorry. I can't count. So, you're talking about the least amount of points that was gathered last season was Hibs with 35. And if you've got, if you've got 23 there yeah. already... After ten games, there's no way you're even considering the allegation. No, nah, no way. Hamilton have got to be considered top six at least. At least. Yeah. See, see as well, a lot of people have been talking about them going forward, but they're, they're pretty handy defensively as well. Well, that's that's the other thing they've got going for them. They're on a run of about four hundred odd minutes without conceding a goal. Um, in terms yeah. of that. Aye, I think I think they're, they're something like I read a stat today. I think that's something like maybe fifteen minutes short of some record that they've held since. Oh God, knows when that's a long time ago but I mean it's even they've, they've got that I think they've got that good mix of, like, sort of younger players and then it's like guys who are like really in the middle of nowhere guys like Dougie Emery aye, aye. who was you know, like a forgotten man has certainly been pitched into this side and he's I mean he's, he's performing really well so I mean they've got a wee bit of credit given to the um, the manager as well because he's, he's obviously picking up the right sort of players to, 
um, to augment the, the, the sort of younger guys they've got on that side as well. So it's, it's all credit to all credit to them. Hopefully they'll hopefully they'll keep it going. I don't, Thank don't, you, James. I was, I was going to say the the man management aspect of Hamilton seems to be really good. And when you consider Alex Neal's only thirty three years old, he's he's a baby as far as managers concerned. Yeah. I think in terms of you're talking there, Greg, about Emery. I think certain players suit certain clubs. Emery's been yeah, there yeah. before, and yeah. he was good. Because uh, interesting enough, when I was watching the highlights of uh, the Motherwell and Dundee game, I mean Gary Harkins has got all the talent in the in Scotland, mm-hmm. but it doesn't it kind of put on enough. See it, Dundee. Yep. Dundee's his club. Yep. He, he should just always stay at Dundee. Because when he plays for Dundee, he just looks a far better player when he plays for Dundee than any other club he's played for in Scotland. And I think you get some players like that. Chit Charnley when he's back at Partick Thistle as well. That's another, that's another one, yeah. You know that way? Because certain players suit certain clubs. So you were, I mean, you were saying about the, the Aberdeen defence getting switched about. Is that, a, is that a new thing? Was that just for this game? or is that a... Just this game, aye. Was, Reynolds has been playing centre-back. You think that's... Continental left-back, so I don't know whether it was... Be... I mean, it's not as... I don't know whether it was because we were looking to try and start getting down the wings because Reynolds had a bit of pace or what it was, but it just it seemed weird. He changed it at half-time. He brought on... I think he brought on. I can't even remember, but he, did, he changed it at half-time anyway. I was, my yeah. thought was, I, wonder, I was wondering if he was trying to fix what seems to be an ongoing problem with the Aberdeen defence, because that's when you, you ship three goals there against Hamilton. In the previous what uh, three games, you've shipped two to Dundee, two to St Mirren, and two to Aberdeen. There's, there's, there's clearly some sort of problem with, it, with Aberdeen at the back. Sit, Having said that, in the, those three games, you also scored three, scored two, and scored three. So, I mean, they certainly, until the, the Hamilton game, they've been scoring goals, they've been almost outscoring their defence. We're certainly missing Anderson. I mean, much as Anderson's getting on a bit, he kind of brings composure and the way he reads the game. He seems to organise the defence. That helps since. I mean, we, we, we certainly need him back. But uh, as I say, the kind of team selection just it, it puzzled me. Uh, I can understand maybe why McGinn was on the bench. He's just back from being away with Northern Ireland. But he never played the midweek game. McGinn. No, he's sat so, on the bench. Yeah. So I didn't understand it. Um, right, it was Paul that came on at half-time actually for Considine and then Hayes went back into full-back. And I think now... Like I said earlier, like this season, much as initially I was like, oh, why are we playing Hayes at left back? See, in terms of if I'm playing two up front now, it's fine playing Hayes at left back because you play Pollock wide left, McGinn wide right, and it's a right attacking lineup. And then, even as well in the counter attack, which is our strength a lot of the time, you've got three kind of players with a kind of bags of pace. I think as well, and the thing I noticed that see, Rooney, Rooney's kind of great in terms of when he's scoring goals. See, when Rooney's not scoring goals, he possibly doesn't offer that much else. I think at times maybe kind of need to mix up, kind of maybe good Willie and McGinn up front, or Rooney and McGinn up front, kind of just vary it up a wee bit in terms of that as well. But uh, disappointing start to the season now in terms of for Aberdeen. Yeah, I mean, maybe sixth place, 16 points. Uh, Still three clear of Dundee, so there's, there's a sort of, there's a wee split there already between top six and bottom six, but it could easily be overhauled. Uh, I don't know if it's maybe Hino after the cup win or, uh, I don't know, St. Johnson are suffering from winning the Scottish Cup as well. I think, uh, to be honest, I think St. Johnston are suffering for the fact of what uh, they lost Stevie May and then very quickly lost uh, Stephen McLean as well. Yeah. Yeah. There is that, but even defensively, I mean, defensively St. Johnston have always been a pretty sound side and I don't think defensively they've changed much. But, I mean, at the weekend against Kilmarnock, they, they, looked, they looked awful. I mean, Josh McGuinness... Should have had a hat-trick. Was given, yeah. was, he had two hat-tricks. Uh, McGuinness was giving them the runaround. Certainly. He seems to have found quite a little niche at Kilmarnock, actually, because I've seen him a couple of weeks ago. It was what, uh, Dundee United, the game. He, put, he, he, he was causing Dundee United all sorts of problems as well. He, he just seems game. to become good at Kilmarnock all of a sudden. 
I think with him and McGain, I see at Aberdeen, he had kind of raw ingredients in terms of pace, kind of strength, but he was always an impact player. Never really got a run of games up front for us. But I think the fact just now he's actually getting a run of games, I think the manager's kind of put a bit of faith in him. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, he's getting rewarded with it. If it, I mean, if he can, obviously, it sounds daft to say, but as a striker, if he can add goals to his game, he's, he's going to do well. But he, he looks a more confident player now um, in terms of that. But I think it probably just is a run of games. Play, playing regularly, you're going to have more chances of scoring, obviously. It's quite funny to look back. Though, but, I mean, the, the four teams that were played in Europe so started earlier than anybody else have all started struggling in the, the, the league. Because you've yeah. all, obviously you've got Aberdeen who lost. We've already spoke about. We've just spoke about St Johnson who started just about a couple of weeks after Aberdeen. We'll come on and talk about Celtic finally looking like they actually start turning things around. But the, the worst of all has got to be Motherwell. Mm. Yeah, it's it's almost um, it's almost inexplicable at the moment the the um, the difference between the side last season and this season. Uh, and especially, well, I mean, again, we've, we've spoke about it already tonight, but especially in, in terms of the the defence. I mean, to to be fair, we lost Sean Hutchison at the summer, and he's been more or less a mainstay of that side for the last yeah, four or five seasons. So it was always going to be difficult to to fill that void. And I think everybody was sort of looking at McManus as being the, the sort of senior pro in the in the back four and the guy who's who's going in there and organising things. But I don't know. That just doesn't seem to be that doesn't seem to be happening at the moment because it was it was apparent again on Saturday there that the back four and the organisation of the back four is just shambolic. I mean, the defending is, is is almost beyond belief. I mean, the first goal, uh, I mean, there's, we've got this ridiculous notion of trying to play head tennis with the ball in the edge of the 18-yard box and then head on all 12 yards instead of putting your laces through it. Of course, the ball's... See, to be honest, and... that's something that Manus was terrible for when he was at Celtic as well. Oh, see, that's <laughs> just trying to nod it 12 yards ahead and you think, well, just take it down your knee and, and get rid of it. But So the ball's come back in, of course, returning ex motherwell man David Clarkson's right in the spot to hook one into the into the top corner after two minutes, and I mean it's, it was written in the stars that Clarkson was always going to score on Saturday. So I mean it's no surprise he did that. It's the fact he did it after two minutes. Yeah. Given the run we're on, given the fact that we spoke about how desperate we are for a for a result and a good start, and you concede, and the, the ball's barely, I mean, the game's barely kicked off. And then to, comp- to compound that, the second goal is no much better. I mean, McManus again seems to slip in the edge of the box, but to be honest, the, the ball should have been cleared well before then. Before you know it, you're 2 nothing done after 30 minutes. And to be honest, um, I, I said to my mate at the time, I said, that's game over. There's no way we're coming back for 2 nothing down after 30 minutes. So it's, it's just it's piss poor at the moment. Did he come off at half time cause of injury? Or was no, he I don't know. I don't know, John. There was two. Um, I mean, again, McCall seems to be. Uh, I think he's panicking a wee bit just now. I don't know whether it's. I don't know whether it's a case of panicking or whether he's just trying to shake things up a wee bit. But I'm I, I just a number of changes he's making week in week out. Some that would be fair are, are being forced through injury, and uh, others he, he just seems to be chopping that side around. I, I think I think McManus was hooked at half time because he was rotten first half. Um, because he, he he took Leach off at half time as well, although he was he was um, he was lucky to get sent off in the first half, so I think he was taking off for precautionary measures. But then we're having to bring guys like um, Carswell on, who's no fit. I mean, he's injured. We're having to bring him off the bench and expect him to put a shift in. And I don't know. I just I, I don't. I think until you start playing a settled eleven players, which I mean, there's been umpteen reasons why we've not been able to do that this season. It's not. 
it's not about form and all the rest of it. There have been horrendous injury problems, but I think until you start playing the same guys week in, week out, it's difficult to expect any sort of cohesion or any sort of structure or any sort of uh, game plan. Because, to be fair on Saturday at times, going forward, they looked a wee bit better. Yama looks as though he's finally getting himself back to being approaching match fit, uh, and he was really the only one to get, to get past marks. And Saturday, because there's, I mean, there's, there's just there's too many passengers at the moment in that side, and things aren't going well. Guys like Vigers, guys like Ainsworth, these guys are all right if you're two nothing up and you could point their ball and they're strolling about. When you're two nothing down at home with Dundee, these guys just don't fancy it. They're nowhere to be seen. Do you think it's caught to a point where McCall doesn't really know what to do in terms of changing it? He's I think there's much more he can do, to be honest, because he's, he's shuffled the pack so many times. He's he's given everybody a chance because he was he was kind of coming out after the Patrick Thistle game the other week where he'd stuck a couple of guys in that maybe weren't getting a regular game. And he'd said after that, well, you know, these players are coming shut my door asking why they're not playing. But just watch that result today and that's, that'll tell you why they're not playing. So I think he's I think he's kind of exhausted the, the resources available to him, um, to be honest. But... I mean, I just, it's, I mean, the, the, the basic defending errors on Saturday, I mean, especially for the third goal, I mean, when have you ever seen an attacker get that much space in, in, in an SPL game? Four players all standing at one edge of the 18-yard box, well, with the boy runs through, unmarked and unchallenged. It's just, that's just not good enough. As, as Sportsin pointed out uh, when, when they covered that, that, that actually came after Motherwell had just been defending. They just Aye. cleared the ball apart and it kind of came back at them and there was no good parking them. Can he clear our lines? We can't clear our lines. We can't keep a hold of the ball. It's just, yeah, I don't know. But like I say, I mean, it, it was a weird one Saturday because at 3-0, um, well, I said already 2-0, I thought the game was over, but at 3-0, that was, that was like 56 minutes going. So, of course, it was using, usual exodus of these idiots making their way to, the, making their way to the, the pub or wherever. But when we got the goal back and it went 3-1, had we managed to somehow nick one and get it back to 3-2, I've, I've got a funny feeling we might have gone on and, and maybe done enough to get a draw because, I mean, we weren't... A, I mean, Dundee weren't troubling us that much. We were causing ourselves more problems than Dundee were causing us, to be honest. And I think had we got the tails up a wee bit, that would have been the type of thing we might have kind of kicked on and, and, and scraped a point out of, even though we arguably didn't deserve it. But just the way it's going for us at the moment, I mean, we're not... We're just not creating enough chances to to worry teams so uh, I, I don't know I mean I think I think we'll turn the corner at some point I just I mean the longer it goes the harder it's going to be to, to carve any sort of reasonable um, reasonably successful season uh, that's just now it's already shaping up to be a bottom six if not worse um, dogfight what about uh, Gary Harkin's goal celebration eh? I know I was, gonna, I was about to ask that because uh, obviously we've spoken about the, the wrestling and the, this podcast in previous weeks but uh, this, is, this seems to be a bit of crossing his dreams here. Aye. <laughs> the RKO. It's all, all over the place. Yeah. Aye. RKO vines and all that. Did you see Randy Orton actually tweeted over it? Aye, i seen that. Yeah. Aye. It's a nice celebration work on your form, Randy. <laughs> Aye. But I think I think he was talking about the form as in they never did, it that, they did, they never did the move that well. I think he was talking about that form. As opposed to Dundee's football. I know. I think. I think it was. I think it was commenting on the the, the move itself rather than the the, the form. Because obviously they won the game, so form's not that bad. I know. John John mentioned earlier. Harkins was was outstanding. And Saturday, yeah. he absolutely, he ran the show from start to finish. And him and him and McGowan, uh, linking up really well for Dundee as well. And I, like I said, already Clarkson coming back and scoring was was always going to be the stars. But he's an, he's another guy that looks as though he's he's pretty comfortable playing. 
uh, that's at our level. So I think he'll, I think the three of them will, will, um, will certainly generate goals for, for Dundee. I, I was quite surprised in terms of Dundee with the fact that I'm saying McGowan when they had Harkins as well, because the two of them are quite similar kind of players, but it seems to be working at times for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they link up well, the two of them. Okay, so, well, we've mentioned uh, Inverness and Dundee United both won one nil thanks to the, which helped us win the charity a bit. But uh, it was a bit of a shooting himself in the foot for Thistle, was it not? Um, I, I mean, it's, I didn't. I only saw the. I mean, I saw the penalty and whatnot, but I, I didn't see any of the, the game, the game as a whole. But aye, it looks as though they've, they've um, had the chance there to get a decent point away at Tanner Dyson and, and they've blown it. Do you think Spittle got a touch? I, see, this is the debate. I would love to be able to see. No, I couldn't tell either. But I would love to see crap. where uh, Chief J was standing when the ball first got booted up the park because he looks like even though even when the touch or possible touch happens he was still working his way back so I reckon he might have been even more offside for the first boot up the park Aye. but ha- having not given that and uh, just to clatter him you'd almost as well let him score because at least then you have a one man in the park and maybe have some sort of chance to get uh, back into the game but to concede the penalty with seven minutes to go it's just it's that was thank as well the in terms of questionable replays and all that, the St. Johnson goal? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, over the line? No chance, that's over the line. No chance. I didn't look over the line, certainly, but no sports scenes angles were crap. Uh, again. I, know, I, I, I would have to guess and say it wasn't over the line, but like you say, it was just, there was two angles and neither were any good. Yeah. And this seems to happen a lot because you were talking about like, there was offside decisions during the sports scene and then obviously there was the... the, the uh, was he offside at Dundee United or not? But uh, yeah, it's just it's supposed to seem half hours listen every week. Uh, Inverness game, mind you, Christie send it off. I think no doubts about that. That was a send it off. No, they, they they spent a lot of time talking about the the fills in that game, and uh, they, for some reason they seem to say, "Oh, I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that was a send it off." In fact, John Rankin was quite embarrassing. On the sports scene last night, because you seem to disagree with his version, as if he had no concept of the rules. And considering he's PFA chairman, that's frightening. Yeah, but Inverness continues to to do well. Yeah, I mean that that's they're still sitting third on, on twenty points ahead. Had the commander and goals scored, and commander himself are doing pretty well. Obviously, aye, they are aye, and that was without Eremenko at the weekend as well. Yeah, I think that's most impressively. They created plenty of chances. As I said earlier, McGinnis looked like he could have had a couple of hat tricks. Um, but I defended it set pieces St Johnson just were all over the shop bizarre okay. just lack of confidence probably well, I suppose the one game we haven't talked about was the, the lunchtime kickoff game on Saturday which uh, seen Celtic finally prove they can actually play well for a change because <laughs> uh, I'll ask you did, do you think Gadetti was offside? I never, it's the only game I never watched any highlights of I've seen the goals Um it's again. It's it's kind of it's a wee bit inclusive for me. Um, I I think I think you go with the benefit. I think you give them the benefit of the doubt and see he's onside. Aye, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt because Chris, you had a bet on him as first goal scorer. I did. I had. I had him on the first goal scorer next day. McBookie and the five pound. Uh, if it was, he's will get it back. Well, what did you get? Uh, seventy two. Aye, that's not bad. I think he could be a good bet. He's, most of he's starting to look a pretty good bet for first goal scorer. But uh, yeah, I mean, t- personally, I think they got the ball off a defender, so I'm not even going to worry about whether he was offside or not. It's a perfectly good goal for my liking. But yeah, I mean, I mean Celtic were, were, were certainly really good against Ross County. It's the first time I've seen Celtic play that well since we played Dunn United and thumped them 6-1. So I'm almost getting the impression that if Celtic play well, 
we're going to be banging in the goals. It's how often can Celtic play well now? It's going to be a big question. We can't play Ross County every week, unfortunately. Uh, I, saw, I saw you mention as well in the forum that Johansson has played a bit of a kind of more advanced role. Yeah, yeah. Well, with Commons out with some slight knock, uh, they seem to let Johansson play a bit further up the park. And that made a hell of a difference because uh, Johansson's been one of these players I'm never quite convinced what other Celtic fans see in him. But occasionally he puts in a performance like he did against Ross County. Well, he was unlucky not to get a goal himself, which was because uh, he beat Mark Brown in the, the, the shot, but uh, I think the boy Boyd for Ross County cleared it off the line. But uh, he was pretty much at the centre of creating all the other goals somewhere along the line. So he uh, had a really good game. And if he can keep that up, then Chris Commons is going to find it hard to get back into the team because it's not really been working for Chris Commons when he's been playing under dial. I think maybe just work rate. I don't know if it's work rate or if he just doesn't fancy the positions that he's getting played in or like maybe Johansson just knows Dyla better because he came for uh, the same Norwegian team whose name I forget right now. Strom's Godset. Stry. I think it's pronounced. <laughs> Ross Kelly, I see this. I'm going to have to improve that defence. 26 goals conceded in 10 games. Yeah. That's woeful. Uh, minus 19 goal difference already. It's, uh, it's shocking. They're, they're, they're effectively... Three goal, three games, and a bunch of goals behind Motherwell. Thanks to that already. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just praying it continues. First <laughs> <laughs> County continue to be rotten, and somebody else joins them pretty quickly. Other than that, yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if they end up changing their manager again at some point this season. I think uh, I'm, I'm not sure because I think he seems to be getting what, a couple of decent results at least previously playing Celtic because he got the the draw in the Highland Derby and then they picked up the first one a couple of weeks ago as well. So. Yeah, uh, Jim McIntyre seems to be getting the right direction with him. I think they probably played Celtic at the wrong time because they could have done with a bit of momentum. But I think they probably just put that behind them. I mean, the next game's away to St Mirren, so you're looking at that being a biggie for them. Because St Mirren are three points ahead of them, so if they can win that, then they'll draw level with them again. I'm sure you don't really think about that though, Greg. Cause... <laughs> no. Well, unless you're running Friday night, of course. Cause... Aye, yeah, that's, that's... Nobody surprised me if you win <laughs> Friday night, Greg. I don't. I, I can't see us picking up too many points before Christmas. I've kind of written things off till at Christmas. I'm hoping for a, a bumper festive period <laughs> to rescue our fortunes because I, I think it's going to be torture up till then. But uh, it was it was it was good to watch Celtic playing the way they did because uh, I think the only downside was the the tackle and Emilio Azagiri, which is one of those ones everyone says, "Oh, he got the ball," and both Sky and Sportsman decided to completely skip analysing it. But really, the guy's lunged in like an absolute lunatic. And the referee never gave in. He gave a throw in. And as again, he got about three or four minutes the treatment. And it added on at the end. Fortunately, it sounds like it's not been as bad as he suspected because they were talking about a break at one point. He seems like he might even be back on Thursday night for the, the game against Astro Farm or whatever they're called. I noticed uh, McGregor was back in the side. How did he go on? A lot better. I think he's been. The rest seems to have helped him out. And he, he obviously scored the, the second goal. So. Uh, he, he seems to be back to what he was threatening to be at the start of the season, which was good. And uh, obviously it was good to get Stokes on the, the score sheet. He got two. The second one was pretty good, actually, for the distance in off the post. Although, there, there is part of me thinking, I would beat Ross County 5-0, but they did have Mark Brown in goal. <laughs> the, 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 the really scary thing, though, is I was looking at the statistics for the last two games, and we had 16 shots to, uh, and seven on my target against Hamilton. And against Ross County, we had 12 shots and 6 on target. So it's exactly what Dyer was saying. Had, had we been more clinical against Hamilton, we probably wouldn't have lost that game. And yeah. we went out and shown 
just how clinical we can be against Ross County. So it comes down to you taking your chances, isn't it? As always, it's just a game of football is that simple. <laughs> I think we should probably have a quick mention of the championship before we move on for the weekend because there was a couple of thumping wins in there. We had uh, Hearts beating Dumbarton 5 1 at Tynecastle. That's uh, the, the third game in a row at Tynecastle that the Hearts have scored 5 in. And uh, at Ibrox, it was uh, one better as uh, Rangers beat Rangers 6 1. Which was quite entertaining to listen to the radio because Chick Young was saying, "No, oh, if uh, Rafe Rovers can get a goal back at two 0 then they might have a chance." He got a goal back, and then immediately conceded another one. <laughs> and Rangers just going to run away with it after that. So. Uh, I think Footy Gaffer Laurie mentioned that they were having a bit of banter with Ian Murray as well, with him being obviously our next Hibs player, but yeah. the whole five five one score. Why did Why did we not have Osman Osman So as first goal scorer last week? I don't yeah. know. Ah, uh, he seems to be. He yeah. seems to be appearing as a first scorer quite a bit. He's yeah, he's, he's 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 definitely one to make a note of. Although we're not going for him this week, so we'll get we'll come to you later. Yeah, I mean, there's just just to go back to the Hearts thing again. I mean, there's 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 some big statistics. It's something like eight games have paid it to over two and a half goals. Uh, eight games paid it over one and a half Hearts goals. Six games paid it Hearts minus one. Out of ten games, I mean they're they're absolutely thumping yeah. these goals. Aren't they? I mean ten games, twenty eight points. It's, it's Other than that, nil nil they got uh, earlier in the season. Almost Sweet. perfect. So let let's hope that's not put the kibosh on the the charity bit. Yeah, I suppose we'll, we'll come to that now because we, we've already picked what we're going to go for. We're going to go for Gavin Wright, uh, Gavin Riley of Queen of the South as first goal scorer because it's the the Edinburgh Derby and we don't want to put all our eggs in the one basket. Now I don't know what. Uh, Kevin Riley's uh, odds are because McBookie don't have it up yet, but we do have odds for our three games which we've picked as uh, Hearts to beat Hibs, Partick Thistle to beat St Johnson, and Hamilton to beat Dundee. Obviously, Hearts and Hamilton are the, the, the two teams currently top of the, the top two divisions, and Partick Thistle at home have had a, a nice little run of the fixtures where the, the, the form has been win lose, win lose, win lose. <laughs> and uh, they lost at the weekend, so we're going to win. And all the, the odds are really good because we. Putting those three together, we've got Hearts 5-4 to four to beat Hibs. We've got Partick Thistle 74 at home against St Johnson. And Hamilton away to Dundee is 64. So uh, £10 in that way, bookie would give us a potential return of 15469 That's not a, not a bad wee uh, figure if we can get that in. Yeah, it's great, it's great prices from the, the bookies this weekend and those teams. I think they're, really, I think they're pretty generous. It'll be interesting to see if they're still those sort of prices come the weekend. Hi, Hearts especially. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I, I know we're probably mad betting on a, a Edinburgh Derby, but uh, Hearts tend to tend to come out on top in East, and they're certainly I the team in form. Desperate to win that, desperate to win that game. We were tempted though to put on Hibs and Hearts both teams just going on Hearts to win, but we thought no, we won't chance it. Just keep to the wins. Yeah, it certainly keep was a good odds in that one. I think it was twenty nine to ten. I think. Aye, that was what it was. Both teams just going Hearts to win, so yeah. Could be good. So uh, there's some uh, games in midweek. There's uh, Falkirk versus Livingston in the Championship, and then there's Anne and Athletic and Arbroath in the League Two. There's obviously Celtic and uh, European action against Astra on Thursday night, and in the Potty Training Cup we've got H5 from Rangers. <laughs> the Potty Training Cup. I can't remember what it's called. Something like Peridactyl. Because <laughs> only old dinosaurs play it. Well, aye, well, if you look at the Rangers team, aye. <laughs> well, this, this is their aim to try and win it for the, the third attempt, isn't it? Aye. Well, well, well odd, odd, it's a very strange tournament because this is the quarter final 
East Fife and Rangers. Livingston are already in the final. Ah, <laughs> right, it's weird. The second round is a quarter final, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. So, it's I crazy. mean, the winner of East Fife and Rangers will play Al Athletic in the second semi final uh, at uh, Recreation Park. It's got a sponsor name, but I can't remember what it is at the moment. I'm just aye. I'm going with Recreation Park. It's the first semi final been played, is that right? Yeah, I no? uh, Livingston won at the penalties. That's why Livingston are in the final, so they, they will wait the winner of Alwa and one of East Fife Rangers. <laughs> Oh, wait, that, that'll be decided on Tuesday night, so that'll be fine. What an awful competition, isn't it? Know, there you go, Livingston in the final. God, any sentence that starts with meet Livingston in the final. Ah, uh, see, it's, a, it's, it's, it's just over, about 10 years since Livingston won the, the League Cup against Hibs. And what was, that, that was one of the, the funniest tournaments, because Hibs managed to beat Celtic and then Rangers in consecutive rounds. Mm. They must have thought their name was in the Cup, only to lose to Livingston in the final. I see, uh, kind of one thing, actually, just going back to the... Premiership games. I was quite surprised that see the Dundee United party at this whole game. I'm quite surprised party at this one never changed their kit to their away kit. Yeah, because like yellow and reds, kind of similar to orange. <laughs> and plus both both been in the black shorts. Yeah, true. Quite, quite surprised at that. <clears throat> I'm sure, any time Dundee United play Motherwell, do they not change tops? Aye, usually get the usually get the away strips on. Yep, yep. Well, just find that a bit, find that a bit weird. Just to finish our, our round up of the the weekend's action at the the top of the. Week one, there was a, a nil-nil draw between the firm and the That was probably game of the day in that division. And uh, our both, like I said there, uh, sadly Paul McManus didn't score, but our both did win 4-0. They're currently five clear at Queen's Park. And Queen's Park played a game more. So. Apparently our both went odds on to win that division already. We met Bookie, so it's, uh, they're, they're looking good in Better be careful in case Mother will drop down and I'm both head up because he's might meet at some point. Then oh, <laughs> you know where you'll have Ross again. Aye, for a wee wee trip. Eh? Imagine that, things. Oh, <laughs> All right, so that takes us on to the coming weekend's action then, and uh, we'll do the, the Premiership predictions. We'll start off with the Friday night game at Petodre, Aberdeen versus Motherwell. I'm going to let you two predict this one first. Oh, we need to uh, we need to start trying to keep a clean sheet. Pretty soon, we need, to, we need to stop the goals uh, getting in at the back. So I think we will be setting up to try and grind out a nothing each. So uh, I think we'll probably get beat 1-0. Uh, well, I think Aberdeen, hopefully, will be determined to win after not just Friday night's performance, but obviously what happened in the, the last game of the season last season. Uh, so I think and hope uh, Aberdeen 2-0. See, you've got such faith in Aberdeen's defence all of a sudden. I've got no faith in Aberdeen's defence. I think this is going to be a cracker Friday night game. I'm going to say 3-2 Aberdeen. Oh, what? Aye. So that's the, the Friday night game. On to the Saturday games, we have Dundee versus Hamilton. He's all have to pick Hamilton now. Aye, I know that. He's <laughs> in the charity bit. Aye, got, got to back up the charity bit. I mean, as much as Dundee got a good win at the weekend, I mean, they played some decent stuff. I mean, there wasn't really much competition. Hamilton playing with a load of confidence. I, th- I think they'll do really going up there. I think it was tight, though, so I take 2 1 Hamilton. Aye, uh, yeah, I think the same. 2 1 Hamilton. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going for as well. 2 1 all round. Just almost go for the goals. Let's get a connect score, Let's get a connect score in. I saw it. Well, not this guy. <laughs> Uh, the next game up is Inverness versus Dundee United. Aye, uh, one each. I think that's just get potential. It's got a few goals in it. I think two all. I'll go for. Yeah, I don't think there's many, there's many goals in this game. I think I'm going. 
I think it may be 1-0 Inverness. Jack Bavard Mackay might get his first goal of the season. That's the biggest shock of the season, isn't it? Is that Mackay has not scored. <laughs> I mean, even Chris Boyd's money has scored, wouldn't he? Although, the, the keeper did throw it in his own net, effectively. <laughs> Have you seen any highlights of that game? The, the Wraith Rovers keeper will not want to watch that back. That's for sure. Alright, so next up on Saturday we have Partick Thistle versus St Johnson. Oh, they go for Partick Thistle, all of us again. I think it could be a, it could be a hefty home win, 3 nothing. I don't know about 3 nothing. I'll maybe go 2 nothing. Yeah, I'll go for 2-1 to Thistle. Alright, and the final Saturday game is St Marin versus Ross County. Oh, blimey. It's a, it's a difficult one to call. Uh, I've just got to go nothing each. Yep. I'd pray for a nothing each. <laughs> I was thinking Paul Band. Aye. Aye. I reckon Ross County won. I reckon one 0 enough, but <laughs> Aye, one 0 Ross County. That's that's about yeah, as much as I can give him in this game. I think I seen that. Uh, I read something after the weekend games that Tommy Craig certainly is not too happy with strikers. I think he came out and said they could do so maybe to, uh, Thompson back. I don't know. Aye, oh, they could big style, big style. Alright, and that's uh, the Saturday games. So the final game of the weekend is Sunday, one o'clock kickoff at Celtic Park at Celtic Kilmarnock. Dunno, possible European hangover again, I dunno. Yeah, I mean everything I mean in theory if Celtic do what they did on the weekend they were on the easy winners, but a massive twelve to one price in Kilmarnock for us. Oh, that is, is for a two horse race, I think it's just nice. Can you see them doing it though? Um three one Celtic. Come on, they're in good form. Yeah, they're very good form. Well, yep, they're going well. Eremenko's back as well. That's week. I tell you after. what, Josh McGuinness has a nasty habit of scoring against us as well. Do you think Kamarnock will get a result then? I think it'll be tight. I reckon maybe two one Celtic. But I mean, if if we don't fire on all cylinders, especially after a European game, then there's a chance Kamarnock could be well worth that twelve to one. I think I'll go for a one all draw. Alright, so uh, that's us. I think we've done the, the predictions, we've done the charity bit, we've looked back at all the games, including the Scotland game, which seems like an age ago now. And then, is there anything else? Uh, try to think. Probably Colm's a referee for Barcelona and Ajax in the Champions League this week, by the way, just in case you want to laugh. There's something perverse about that, isn't it? Again, that sentence there. Oh, blame me. Holy Colm. Oh, what did you make of the whole Zalusca stand? Oh, yeah, the reports that they was uh, attacked in Ashton Lane. Hi, by a, another footballer. Another footballer. Yeah, there's been a few names being bandied around, but I'm not going to mention any of them because they're all rumours. <laughs> you can tweeted, say allegedly. They tweeted right. some odds earlier on. Yeah, so. they, they reckoned it was a, 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 their favourite was a, another Celtic player, which I found odd. I mean, I could have thought it was possible a Celtic player had even out with his mates for the team. Yeah. But he was out with his missus. It could be pretty much anybody yep. at Ashton Lane. It's somebody's you know, going I'm sure it'll come out in, a, in due time, but uh, it's certainly not exactly the headlines we want to be seen. It seems like he's alright, so bit of a head knock, but I mean, how hard does it be? Is he a keeper at Celtic these days? <laughs> alright, so uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll call it a day there. So thanks for coming on, guys. And uh, as well, always, thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll talk to you soon. Get see that later. money in the charity bet. Alright. Hey, cheers guys. Cheers. cheers.